welcome to another episode of Shams and Gossip. I'm Carlin, here with Stephanie. Hello. Happy Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, I was thinking this the other day because on my time hop, there was a video of us, like, um, I want to say announcing our podcast, and it's been four years. I know. I saw that the other day. Like, what? I know. Those are my memories, like, I think over the weekend. Four years is a long time. (laughs) It is a very long time. (laughs) I know. It doesn't, it like, doesn't feel like, right? It doesn't feel like four years. No, it does not feel like four years at all, but it is a very long time. Yeah. We need to have a party next year for five years. That's like. Yes. <laughs> right? That's okay. like, I'm in. I'm in. Okay. Um, yeah, I can't wait. Can't wait. Okay. So we have a lot to talk about because of course this weekend, uh, another award show happened. <laughs> I know. I feel like we always say we have a lot to talk about, but like legit this week, there is so much to talk about. I was like, oh, we're just going to talk about the Grammys and then like the Oscar noms. And then I was like, oh shit. And this, and this, and this, and this. Yes. 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 I probably don't have all of it on my time on my notes, but I know that you're going to fill in. I mean, I don't even think that we are going to get to everything that is on my notes because there's too much. It'd be like a three hour episode. There's so much. So let's start. Let's get First, right into it. Yeah, get right into we're gonna it. Start with the Grammys. And so we're gonna do our top five is Grammy related. Whoop, whoop. Normally we do best looks. Yeah, normally we but do it was the Grammys. So yeah. it's best performances. Best performances. I'm here for it. You want me to go first? Sure. I feel okay. like we're gonna overlap and normally I try to not, but I don't care. Yeah, I know. We're, de- we're definitely going to overlap. Okay, so I have um, Harry Styles, because I really liked his performance. Um, Meg Thee Stallion, clearly. Um, Mickey Guyton, that sung um, Black Like Me, which I yeah. loved. Yeah. Um, Little Baby, because mm-hmm. I feel like he always does a really good performance, and it's always, like, about you know black lives and all that stuff um and then as much as it pains me (laughs) I think I was texting you when she was performing uh Taylor Swift because I really do enjoy those two albums (laughs) yeah it hurts my soul and her performance was really pretty I know it was really cool her stage yeah her outfit not so much I didn't love all the flower shit I mean, yeah, her, what she wore there. Yeah, I couldn't. I saw some people are like, is she pregnant? And is this like a secret? Because She loves secret messages. And so is she pregnant? And basically saying like, here I am, I'm blooming. Oh, my I was like, okay, God. first off, if she is, y'all are fucking crazy. And two, y'all are still crazy. That is the biggest reach of life. Like what? People are saying on, on, on the internet yesterday on the interwebs uh <laughs> yeah anyway okay so taylor was on my list too okay figured so it was megan the stallion and cardi b okay um and then i had i also had a little baby and then i had um bruno mars and anderson pack 
Yes. And oh. then I had Dua Lipa and then, and the baby joined her. Yeah. I do like, I do like Dua Lipa. I just love Dua Lipa and, um, great. yeah, and she's like, I feel like she's like a, like a real pop star, like, like old school pop star kind of. She sings, she dances. She is really the matchy costumes. Mm-hmm. I also like, <laughs> even though their performance is like the same at every performance show, I still really enjoy BTS and their little dynamite song. <laughs> it's like, but it's like the same exact performance. Like they might not, like it just might be a video that they just <laughs> submit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is very similar. Like they, yeah, but you know. Yeah. Bro, don't fix it I mean they keep like they perform at every awards every awards them and Posty I know we talked oh. about that forgot about his uh, his performance too his performance wasn't bad but he was fine I wasn't like I was like whelmed by it I yeah. was like this is not your best performance Posty now I will say Posty watching um Meg the Stallion perform was a highlight of the night for me <laughs> yes so that was like awesome but let's just get into the grammys which, yes what were your overall thoughts um <clears throat> my overall thoughts is i actually really liked it i think i feel like i thought it was in- so i kind of really enjoyed the the intimate like outside mm-hmm. kind of like feel that they did yeah it it was it was different because I think all the other award shows since when they've done like you know some virtual some in person they've still been in like their big like mm-hmm. hall and then people like everyone was just like behind the stage you know and they came out and accepted yeah. the award or they were home so I did like that they did like almost like little pods of like either everyone who was performing or everyone who was like nominated. So I like that. I also put it, what'd you say? Can you hear my cat? No. Okay, sorry. He's like <laughs> screaming outside the door. <laughs> cause I won't let him in. I'm sorry I interrupted, but I was just oh, like freaking fine. out. Cause like, it sounds like he's being beaten. Oh no. I love that. Um, I also, I, so I'd have to go back and see, but like, did they, sw- did people switch out tables or like the, everybody was, yeah. everyone was at their table? So they switched out tables because, okay. so I agree. I, I loved it. I actually thought it was one of the best Grammys ever. And I think it's the best award show they've had during all the COVID times. So, you I, know, changed, so they changed the producer. Yeah. And- guy who did the BET awards oh and he, really and he's also doing the Oscars as well oh that's great because I I thought it was so good I loved the performance is how they had like the next five people performing were all in the space watching each other so then yeah. you've got some of those great moments of like Harry Styles singing along with Billie Eilish and you had Post Malone watching Meg Thee Stallion even though that like there weren't, there wasn't an audience in that space. It was just like the next few people performing. I thought that was so cool. And then they definitely were switching out who was at the tables. There were a handful of people, I think that were at the tables most of the night. 
Yes. Okay. But um, because because Taylor wasn't there originally, and Beyonce and, and then Jay-Z Beyonce and Jay Z were not there originally. Because like when you when you saw that they were at a table, I was like, oh shit! I was like, where has Beyonce? First of all, where has she been? Yeah. Well, I don't and know. She made it to the Oscar or the Grammys. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, Beyonce's there. Yeah. Um. I also liked how, and I don't know if they did this on purpose, but like everyone who, they didn't do a lot of awards, which I thought was great because that's the part during these virtual ones that like, eh, hard, yeah. you know, it's hard. And, and they didn't have any Zoom issues because everyone who won was there. Right. They did have some nominees not there because they would show them on the screen. Like they showed John Legend and Chrissy Teigen on the Zoom screen, but he didn't win that award. The award he won, they didn't do during the show. Right. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that was something that they did on purpose or if it just worked out that way, but I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I just really liked it. And I liked all the performances. It was like performance, performance, performance. Yeah. And, and they were all in the same space. performance too, but it just felt like it was even more. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It felt like so many. And then, um, so the performances were all taped ahead of time. Yeah. And then, but the actual like ceremony thing was there. Which I liked. Yeah. yeah. And it was just, I don't know. I just really liked it. Yeah. I thought Trevor Noah did fine. I thought he was funny yeah. and he like did a good job, but it wasn't like too much of a host. And there was no like, like corny, like, yeah. um, you know, intro or anything. Like I thought he did a good job. Um, him for a second I was like oh, right shit. but I think that's great I don't think that you necessarily I mean maybe for something like the Oscars but for the Grammys I think it would be bad if you left feeling like oh my god the host was so amazing right. like you want to leave the Grammys the music was so amazing yeah because didn't it wasn't didn't LL Cool J host the Grammys for a very a while a long time he used to always be on CBS and he hosted them a lot that's right that's right yeah, yeah. and I um, thought it was great I mean just use people who you know yeah and I liked all the vignettes of the artists yes and then also great I thought but again again they did that they did that at the BET awards too like I just like the I like when you you are creative in Mm -hmm. in the sense of like okay we can't do the award show how we used to like how can we make it entertaining for people who are like at home and that are not just like basically watching an award show like via zoom you know like I didn't know who the black pumas were and then during the vignette I learned that he used to be a street performer which is like so interesting and Mike because Mike watched it with me I made him watch the entire show and he was like oh my god this is so cool and then I also liked the vignettes about the um the music venues the small venues my only complaint is some of them were really famous ones that yeah. like I felt like everyone not everyone but a lot of people already know about this venue right. like so sure it's great and it's cool and all the stories were really good so it's you know but like maybe you should have gone with some places like that didn't have super famous people come out yeah. of them yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get a lot of like probably a notoriety for that but I did still like those a lot and um yeah I just it was really good it was really good um, do you want to talk about some of the winners? Yes. Okay. So 
Um, I guess I'll start with, I'm, my thing has like the big awards first, so we can go through that, but. Um, so record of the year was everything I wanted, Billie Eilish, which her acceptance speech was hilarious because she basically was like, I don't know why I won this. Basically, she said Megan Thee Stallion had an amazing year, which she did. She and that did. One. Well, so Mike and I were watching and we were, and I was like, okay, wait, so does this make it like worse that you didn't win when the winner is like, basically like telling you that you should have won and Mike was like yeah this is this is awkward like they should she just give it to her like is he gonna throw it to her like um Caddy Heron and Mean Girls like here you go Gretchen could you imagine literally he was like that's what it feels like because it was just like her gushing about her which I agree with everything she said totally but it was just so it, it was also kind of uncomfortable so uncomfortable I was like oh and because of it, then they kept showing Megan. Yeah, showing her. Like, like, I feel like that's the moment you don't want to be on TV. Right. I mean, thankfully you have a mask on too, because like, Thank if she, God. right? If she didn't have a mask on, you'd be well, like, she was probably faking a smile. Yes. Like, ridiculous. I mean, it's like so nice, but it's so awkward because it's like, you're right. I should have fucking won. Right. <laughs> oh but you God. got everything you wanted. But you got it. <laughs> Um, album of the year went to uh, Taylor Swift, Folklore, which I will agree with that. I mean, I, again, unfortunately, there's some of these people that I'm like, I haven't heard their album. Um, yeah, I mean, I was not surprised at all by Taylor winning that at all. Like, yeah, me either. she was surprised, but I wasn't. I mean, <laughs> when is she not surprised? I think it's like, I, I don't know. We, talk, we say this every year or like every time this has been a like thing of mine is that I feel like it's okay to be like I made a dope ass album like I know that shit is good like it should win a Grammy like there's nothing like wrong. the biggest thing of the pandemic for like a couple months like there is nothing not, not surprised it won yeah oh my gosh I was listening to <laughs> um since we're talking about music and Meg the Stallion is on here I was listening to Jackie Schimmel and she was saying, because she was talking about the Grammys and she was like, I just feel like when I hear Savage now, it just like brings me back to like the beginning of quarantine when like everyone was on TikTok doing the dance, which is so true. And she's like, I just think of like toilet paper and like <laughs> staying at home. Hilarious. Mike was like, wait, that song was this year? Right? Like he was like, "I that feels like it shouldn't have been at the same grammys as well oh my gosh and right and you're like no but it but it was but it was um song of the year i can't breathe by her which was great because i love that song and she's amazing mm -hmm. um best new artist was megan the stallion which is you know of course great i think we i think we said we, we thought she was gonna win her I like how she said that, um, I think it was her, I don't know if it was in her vignette or if it was in someone else's vignette, I think it was hers, where basically, or it might have been her acceptance speech that like, she's been doing it a long time, Yeah. but she's just now like getting the recognition, which is really great, because that's one of the things we always talk about with Best New Artists is like, she's been around, like yeah. some of the people have been around for a while. Like Lizzo. So, yeah, yeah, nice to hear them say it too, like I've been doing this a while. <laughs> Right, like I didn't just wake up and got famous, guys. Like it's about time. Right. 
Um, best pop solo performance, Watermelon Sugar, Harry Styles, which that's a good one. I was kind of surprised by that. Really? Yeah. Over, over Taylor. Yeah. And because um, it was, it, that was a stacked category. Yeah. Yeah. I when you think up. about those songs, like Say So was really big, Billie yeah. Eilish. That, I mean, everything I wanted won record of the year, but not pop song of the year. So like, that's why I was surprised by it. Cause I thought it would have been Billie Eilish or Taylor Swift. Right. That is very strange. But um, best pop duo group performance, Rain On Me, Lady Gaga and Ariana, which I feel like they won, maybe they won it. They won an MTV award for that, for that. Yeah. Um, I'm skipping some of these because like, who cares? Best pop vocal album, uh, Future Nostalgia, Dua Lipa. So that was good. Um, which again, I always see, here's the thing. I think now I'm shocked when Taylor is in a, in a category and she doesn't win because that used to not happen. Like yeah. if Taylor Swift was in a category, she fucking won. So like, I don't know if that says, if that says a lot or what it says, but um i'm gonna skip around because i don't know any of yeah 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 no 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 oh pretty howard won for best rock album stay high um and then best r&b performance uh black parade beyonce which with beyonce winning two awards right um for best rap performance then she's like now the the most Grammy winning winning. So when she won the first award, it made her the most winningest female of all time. And then when she won the second, it made her the most winningest male or female of all time. Oh. In the same night. That's why they she was were there. there. Right. <laughs> but I did also I loved when um her and Meg the Stallion got were up there and like she was watching Megan talk. And she, you could just tell, like, she was so proud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just loved that. I also love that Megan was like, oh, my God, Beyonce is here. Like. Yeah. Like, girl, did you not know? Oh, not- people are saying she didn't know she was coming, that no one really knew they were coming. And it was, like, a surprise. It was probably last minute, because, you know, you can do that when you're. Well, and you probably don't want to necessarily tell people they're coming, because what if something happens last minute or whatever and so it's probably like need to know basis right but Um, also blue ivy won a grammy i saw that but for oh because um uh brown skin girls right yeah she's which is so cute um and john like we said john legend won for bigger love uh best r&b album which i mean that album is phenomenal. I listen to that album all the time. So good. I mean, all of his, so good. All of his albums. I might just like go through all of them from the beginning because they're just so fucking great. Um, I'm trying to think who else, who else won that was like, yay. Oh, Dan and Shane, Justin Bieber won for 10,000 hours. Um, Miranda Lambert won. That's probably why she was there and she performed. Um, I think that's it, right? There wasn't any other like Kanye West won for Jesus is King, which, oh. is, which I didn't realize that as I'm scrolling through this uh, list. I'm like, wait, what? For what category? For gospel. I think uh, best contemporary Christian music album. 
okay but you know he doesn't like the grammys so and they're going for, through a divorce so i mean it wouldn't be best for him to uh show up right <laughs> they um, have- yeah it was good <laughs> Some of these categories, I'm like, what best children's album? I didn't even know these. They things. have so many categories, which is great because they do. They give out every genre's categories and like. That is great. There's so many. Like some of these, I don't even know what it is. Like what it is, but there's so many categories. But like only six awards were given out during the actual show. You're like, but I'm okay with it. Yeah, we're totally fine with that. Because so- the one thing I hate them that well. Okay, two things I don't like the most about award shows is when it's one of those random categories and like, okay, yes, like I, it's amazing for them. They're winning an Oscar, they're winning a Grammy. But if I don't know what the heck the category is and or I haven't seen any of the movies, I'm like, or heard the songs, I'm like, next. And then two is when people play songs. What? Like sound mixing? Yeah, yeah. And then the other one is when people play songs that like I don't know or like that aren't, which is just a me problem. But this is a this is an issue I have with like the voice when they do like songs that I've never heard of. Okay. And I know a lot of songs, so like same. What the what are you singing? Yeah, like why are you doing this? Bad song choice. Uh-huh. That used to be a thing on American Idol. Song choice is everything. Song choice. Yeah. But I feel like sometimes. I'm like, why are you performing this song? I want you to perform the, uh, another song. Right. But that's just me. These are my problems, not their Grammy's problems. Totally fine. Totally fine. Um, okay. So from one award show to the next, we can talk briefly about the um, Oscar nominations came out, which a lot of it is, you know, we always say they're always really very similar to uh the what did we just watch the emmys no the golden globes Globes, sorry yeah yeah they're pretty similar yeah i don't think that yeah i think everyone for the most part right everyone i don't remember i'm looking at the list but like pretty much everybody um that was nominated for a Golden Globe is nominated for an Emmy. I mean, oh my gosh, I can't. An Oscar. An Oscar. <laughs> Which is fantastic. I think Judas and the Black Messiah, um, I want to say is leading the nominations, which I think is great. Chadwick got nominated. I think he's going to win. Mank has the most, I think, with 10 nominations. Who? Mank. Oh, wait, Mank, were they nominated for in a, I don't remember them at the Golden Globes. <laughs> it's a scratch what you just said. <laughs> what, Mank? About everyone being the same from the Golden Globes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oops. Well, <laughs> the, the majority of them are. <laughs> um, Mank is. How did I miss Mank? Um, yeah, I don't even know what it is. Mank is a 2020 biographical film about screenwriter Herman J. Mankiewicz and his development of the screenplay for Citizen Kane. Hmm. Interesting. It looks like it's in black and white. Oh, which means... (laughs) 
Maybe I don't like that. I don't know. <laughs> um. Anyway, it. Uh, what? It, it has ten nominations, which this oh, one okay. says that's the most any movie oh. got. But I don't know if that's true. It probably is. Um, and the Oscars are on. Uh, of course, I do not know. They're in late April. April. Okay. Great. I um, cannot wait because we were just talking about how. Yeah, April twenty fifth. Um, we were just talking about how. We hadn't seen the nominations and then they came out which was good which was good yeah i mean it's kind of a, it's like a weird year for movies i feel like yeah because like just so many like people didn't go to theaters and so the way that they've done a lot and then a lot of things were held so i feel like there weren't even that many movies totally but I'm still trying to watch as many as possible because a lot of them are on all the like streaming services. Yeah. Not all of them yet, but a lot of them are. Um, I've only seen two out of the eight. But only like, let's see. Oh, out of the. Out of the best picture. Because that's normally like Matt and I used to like, oh, let's see all the movies. Who have you seen? Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, and then the Trial of the Chicago Seven. Oh yeah, that's those are the two I've seen. So I haven't. Nomad, Nomad Land is they are really trying to get me to watch that movie on Hulu. They are also trying to get me <laughs> to, and I'm not saying it's not a good movie, but the trailer doesn't move me. <laughs> so do you want to see a promising young woman though? I will... so you have to pay twenty dollars for it, and. What? Mm-hmm why it's a rental oh it's not on any of the things on it's a rental on uh amazon yeah oh yeah it's not part of prime son of a biscuit yeah it's one of the few that you that weren't released like on a streaming service that is a subscription one you can watch it on prime but you have to pay you have to rent it on through prime yeah i've almost rented it like three times and then every time i'm about to rent it i'm like oh i'll just watch this one that's free (laughs) yeah i don't know how many so i feel like mm, i don't know i mean maybe promising young young woman and like minari i feel like i've heard good things about minari maybe but the father i feel like i didn't it didn't look like i wanted to watch that um, I heard that that was really good. The father? Yeah, but again, the trailer didn't move me to watch it. I need to watch all these trailers. Also, I'm sad Billie Holiday wasn't nominated. So that was a difference. A Billie Holiday. She got nominated for did. Best Actress. Yes, and I hope she wins because she deserves it. Because that role, holy shit was a lot it was a lot um okay anything else of the oscars or i'm gonna move on to our next topic no i mean we'll watch it so then we can talk about it once we have the winners more yeah. so than yeah um good about okay next thing on my list i have 
A-Rod and J-Lo. Yeah. Because for those who didn't know, the world was shooketh <laughs> on, what day was that? Friday, Friday? Friday afternoon at like 4 p.m. Right. That everyone gets an alert. I don't know about everybody, but like we <laughs> get an alert. I hadn't even gotten a TMC alert yet. No. I was just sitting on like, I was working <laughs> and I just happened to take like a little Instagram, not even Instagram. I like went on Facebook, which I don't go on Facebook very often and I saw oh no it was Instagram yeah it was my first picture on Instagram was a page six thing that was like two minutes old and it was like J-Lo and A-Rod broke up and I was like (laughs) I'm sorry what what you say what now yeah so all the news outlets are like crazy like so like that story breaks right and then like I don't know if it was like an a couple hours later than it's like the cause of the breakup was Madison LaCroix. So of course, like everyone's like, oh my God, what the fuck? Blah, 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 blah. Like, you know. <laughs> and then Saturday, was it Saturday? Or like it was very it it was Saturday or Sunday. I can't remember which day. I feel like it was super like fast. It was Saturday. Um then there was a backtrack of like, no, they actually didn't break up. They're still together. See, I didn't, I didn't see that many backtracks. I saw a few. Well, yeah. I, I mean, but. I saw the TMZ one. Yeah. And I feel like I can't remember who else posted it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Do we think that they... I... I am kind of on board with what you were saying is that like, or I think a lot of people are basically like, maybe they were breaking up and like the story got out there too fast. And like JLo maybe wants to do some damage control. Yeah. I think, I think that they broke up and I think that their plan was just, we're going to release this news on a Friday afternoon you know, people will freak out, but you know, it is what it is. And then very quickly it turned into a rod broke up with JLo over Southern charm, beauty, Madison LaCroix, yeah. which that is like a whole different narrative than like JLo and a rod broke up. Cause well, all the original article weird. said was that they broke up. No reason, no anything right. like just no longer. Yeah. They weren't together anymore. And then all of a sudden, very quickly, it all was like, no, 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 it's because of Madison and all this. And like, so I still think they could be broken up. Maybe they're trying to work through it. I don't know. But I, I, I think that they were broken up. And my, here's my issue. Like, how do you not have a publicist that's like, this is going to look bad because your names have been in the media. Like, it was how long ago? Like three weeks ago, maybe a month ago. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. I could see where they thought that, like, it would blow over. And that time had gone by that maybe put people wouldn't immediately associate it. The problem is, is that Bravo people are freaking relentless and crazy, and we don't forget. We don't anything. forget anything. We still remember everything that happened season one of Real Housewives of Orange County in two thousand and nine. So, like. We're gonna remember we're gonna we're gonna immediately associate this. Yeah. So 
yeah i i don't know i just yeah i i mean it's sad but then again and also i think that like a lot what i have been reading too is that like they have a lot of like things together like you know, like ventures together, which again, is just like, oh my God, so. Ventures shitty. together. And then their families were like a blended family, basically. Oh. And all the kids were always together. And I was just, I was really shocked. Like I honestly had just like pushed the Madison stuff out and was like, it is what it is. Like if it happened, it happened. Like, I think we know they at least DM'd or something, but like if they actually hooked up, they did whatever, but I didn't think it was going to affect J-Lo and A-Rod's relationship at all. Me either. I also think it's wild that, like, of of all her relationships, like, Mark Anthony seems to be, like, they were married for a while and seems to be the only one that, like, somewhat, somewhat made it work for as long as they could, you know? And there's, I think they're still, like, business partners with some stuff. But like, I don't know. I just, I thought, I thought A-Rod was the one. I I thought he was the one. I just thought that they got each other and like, they had like, they loved each other, but also they had this like understanding of like what they wanted out of a partner and they were like going to be that for each other. Like, don't embarrass me in these streets. Well, and that's the thing. That's the whole Chloe and Tristan thing. Like, I, I, you know, it's the whole just don't let me know don't embarrass me don't make me look like an idiot and then you make me look like an idiot and and that's a whole different thing than you know yeah us having like an agreement and maybe maybe i'm wrong maybe none of these people have agreements but i don't know i think there are a lot of agreements in hollywood yeah i I definitely think there's a lot of agreements there has to be um so but yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Apparently, he flew to Dominican Republic to be with her where she's filming her new movie, which I also heard she was getting cozy with her new co-star, Ooh. which was supposed to be Army Hammer, but is was replaced by someone else. Oh, people were trying to speculate Lenny Kravitz. Well, that's then, right. He's in the movie. Yeah, but then people were like, they were like, is he single? Which, yes, he's single. Because somebody's like, he told Andy he was single. But then they're like, no, it's like every day they just like are, he's in his hotel room or like some, you know, people, yeah. people always trying to find shit, find shit, which is so funny to me. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, that was crazy. And I like, yeah, I kept refreshing my feed on Friday evening. I know. You're like, what the fuck? Oh my God. But wow. we'll see what happens. Maybe they're together. Maybe they're not together. okay what do you have on your list that i don't have on my list um um are you aware of what's been going on with the talk am i yes i didn't so i didn't watch so i didn't watch the video Uh i've seen the full video of like the the um exchange with Sharon Osbourne and um Cheryl Underwood but Mm -hmm. I obviously read about it and then I read all the aftermath and just all the stuff that Sharon like that that one um Twitter person has been like exposing her of all the things that she's been saying which I'm just like oh my god and now all these like other co-hosts are having like things that have come out that she said things to them as well yeah like Holly Robinson Pete and uh Leah Remini right and Julie Chen Oh, really? What did Julie Chen say? 
Um, I didn't click on the link. Oh, that's fine. Um, that's fine. That's fine. But basically that it was um, like derogatory things to them. I just, first of all, none of that surprises me. No. None of that surprises me coming from her. Just like how she speaks in general. I'm just like, yeah, that totally makes sense. Everything that she has said. Like I saw the clip. Oh my God. I like cringed. I saw the clip when they were talking about Meghan Markle like year, like years ago. When, yeah. I mean, years, like three years ago. <laughs> and she was like, she's not even black or she ain't black or something yeah. like that. And they were like, what? Yes, she is. Her mother is black. She was like, well, she doesn't look black. I'm like, oh, bless your soul. And your- One of those things where it's like, there's so many instances over the years where she said things that were like super offensive, but like no one called her really on any of them. And so now that she's getting called on it, you're looking back at all the things that she said and you're like, like how? how was she the one that always stayed on that show? Especially because, like, Julie Chen was on it because her husband was freaking the head of the network. And so, it like, it's the only thing that was surprising to me is that if she said things to her, the fact that she still stayed on the show when your husband ran CBS before he got... Is she still on the show? No, she left. No, 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 she's not. Because she had to leave when her husband had to get fired for being a server. Yeah, but she didn't leave Big Brother. No, but she left the talk. (laughs) probably because they talk about her you can't be on a show where you're supposed to talk about things yeah, like that right. when um and maybe i mean that's probably not why they said she left but I'm you better. can't be on a show where you're supposed to talk about hot topics and and your husband your husband's a hot topic yeah no, no way no way but yeah and this shit that she said about justin bieber like there's just so many things that i'm just oh like, yeah yeah so many things i'm like how is that okay how like but I mean, I mean, she's going to probably get fired. So at least they pause the show and they're like looking into it and taking it all like seriously, then rather than just like reacting right away and, or just not doing anything. So um, I think that's good. And, and the fact that they have such a diverse cast, like you, like you have to address that, like, come on. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh Lord, distress these people these days. Um, and then I also have the Bachelor finale. Yes, same. Um, did you end up watching? You didn't. Do you skip the finale, or did you watch it? <laughs> um, or did I you skipped it. it. Okay. Yeah, I but mean, what happened? <laughs> yeah, I mean, of course. Wait, but before we do the finale, do you think he boned all three of them in the fantasy yes. suites? Yes. Me too. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to get that out. Did. I didn't even watch. So I didn't watch fantasy suite one. Oh, I did. But when I was listening to Heather McDonald, she was talking about it and she was like, I mean, all three of those girls came out like so excited and happy. She's like, you confident. Know. Yes. She's like, you know, he had sex with all of them. Right. That I, I felt the same way. So I watched, I watched like, I binged uh, the Women Tell All. Oh, yes. The Fantasy Suites. I started okay. the finale. I paused it and I went to After the Final Rose all in one sitting pretty much. Yeah. I watched, I watched the Women Tell All, the finale, but I skipped through the finale. I like 
jumped through. I didn't like, I didn't want to see the dates. Like that shit was boring. I didn't want to see yeah. that. And then I watched um, after the final rose. Yeah. So um, he picked Rachel Kirkconnell, who, yes. well, spoiler alert, oopsies, right. um, well, whatever. Thing. He picked her. He did not propose. Right. He didn't propose. They left together hand in hand in love, but not propose to. Right. Um, and then the whole scandal with her came out with her photos and the whole thing with Chris Harrison happened and shocker they broke up (laughs) between the finale being filmed and the filming of after the final rose we don't really know when they broke up but I'm assuming it's right after when all that went down because of the way the way it sounded like they didn't say okay it was the day it happened or like the week it happened it was just sometime around when the whole the whole scandal broke with Rachel and her antebellum photos Oh my gosh. I have a, so I have a lot of thoughts. I loved the after the rose. Yeah. I loved um, Chris Harris. There's no way Chris Harrison, no way Chris Harrison could have had that interview. No, no, there's just, there's just no way it had to made the right decision in, in make in the manual yeah. and not doing it but also in casting a manual to do it because he it, he just the way that he can navigate those conversations is so like it's so great it was because it's not in a way where like it's not in a way where it's like you're bad you're right like it's in a way where it's like understand like just let's talk about like actually talk about it not just say a bunch of bullshit or like make excuses like I don't know I just I really liked it yeah I did too but Chris Harrison couldn't have done it (laughs) so cheesy and fake no and you probably wouldn't have gotten like like I definitely feel like Matt was like a new like he was a new person yeah. And I think like, th- so there are a lot of things like, I, I mean, you could tell that he was just like his, okay. So his one-on-one conversation with Emmanuel was good, you know, because he just like basically explained like, mm-hmm. you know, this is how I was feeling, blah, blah, whatever. But then when Rachel came out, you could just tell that it was almost like, even if, even if he really did like her and like wanted to spend the rest of his life with her, you could tell that like, he was completely like sickened by just her (laughs) and like, or just kind of like, I, I can't get over this. Yeah. Like that's the, I mean, I got that vibe that he was like, like there were so many things. <laughs> it was like painfully awkward when he was Emmanuel was like, "Is there anything you want to say?" And like he could not say anything. Like, there was yeah. nothing he could say. And then even like he was like, "You guys want to hug it out?" And he like there was no movement, and she was just like sitting there all smiley. And I'm like, girl, do you realize that he is, this, first of all, this black man is like, you tried me and like, you made me look like a fool. Also, you made me look like a fool. Well, right. That's the thing. I think it's more so 
So I, I don't think he ever really liked her that much. I mean, I, I think he liked her enough. Sure. I don't think he really had a connection like where he saw anyone being his wife, clearly. And right. I think he ended up picking her because she was probably going to be the easiest one to break up with. Yeah. But I think it's more of a fact that, like, I can't believe that you made me look like such... Right. Like, you made me look like this and also brought me into this whole mess, like... Yeah. Well, I also... And it's so... So, going back to, like, her conversation with Emmanuel, like... I mean, appreciate the honesty of like, he was like, you know, when you got on the show, you didn't think, oh shit, some of this shit's going to come out. And she was like, no. And, but again, in that sense, I feel like that right there is the issue because it means that like, at no point do you think anything that you did in the past or have done is bad or is like, let me scrub my photos just in case. And like it, it's just like, and I get it. She said that, like, I just, because even even when he asked, like, who do you blame? And she was like, I'm not, I don't blame anybody, my upbringing. And a part of me, it was like, no, it should be your upbringing. And like the people that you surrounded yourself with, because you had no idea that mm-hmm. that was like, not great. Yeah, I think, I mean, I really liked the first sec, the first part when it was just her well not the first part because the first part with miss michelle but with rachel and emmanuel i thought that um i did think she was like pretty honest in all of her answers and like it was refreshing because she could have been like oh you know she could have had stupid answers for some and even though i think some of the things she said is like yeah like you're a moron for like not having done that and not thinking that it was a big issue but also I was like well at least she's not trying to like make excuses or not admit to the fact that like she didn't think about that like it was almost kind not not refreshing refreshing is the wrong word because it wasn't refreshing it was cringy but at the same time it was like at least you're not lying yeah yeah because she could have. Because she could have easily lied in that situation. I do think she was lying at a time when she, when he asked about mm-hmm. why it took her so long to say anything. Yeah. I think the real answer is ABC told her to not say a fucking word. Right. But yeah. that's just my personal Ooh. thought on it. Because you're on a TV show that's very calculated and controlled. Yep. And I think they, ABC controls a lot. I think they also controlled Matt on when Matt could speak. Yeah. Which is also part of probably why he was pissed because he wasn't allowed to talk about it when it first happened. A thousand percent. And like, I'd be furious. Mm-hmm. And I also find it so interesting. Like, again, I, I totally get that. Like you're on this television show. You really don't have that much time to spend with people. But I feel like at some point, how do you not have a conversation about race or a conversation about like, you know, especially because, I mean, they did, I feel like he did mention it um, with one of the girls, maybe, and they were just talking about the state of, like, you know, the world, and Mm -hmm. and being the fact that we just came off of, like, just some bullshit, you know, like, how is that not, like, talked about, and especially with, like, the three or the four people that you are truly thinking about being with, and being, like, we're going to have, you know, 
biracial mixed children, black children, like, and even if like, yes, there are some biracial children who are very light, right? But like Matt, Matt's biracial. And like, if he gets stopped by a cop, there is no, there is no, oh, I'm mixed. Like that, he looks black. Right. Like he, he is dark skinned. So like, there are no misconceptions about that. So like, that's a conversation. I mean, I get it. Like their, their time is heightened. And so like, maybe you don't have time to like get into all of that, but I still feel like that's a super important thing to talk about, especially when you're dating somebody of the, of the opposite race. Super important, but also would show um, a lot for the show for them to include those conversations because Mm -hmm. like you cast a black bachelor and then you really, you talk about race the first episode when he, is uncomfortable about like who America wants him to pick versus who he might end up with. And like, which is so crazy because like it, like really America did become obsessed with who he ended up with because it was like Rachel and that whole thing, which is crazy. But anyway, so like you, you had this great opportunity to have this black bachelor and then have these conversations and talk about things. And then you really don't. And I don't know if that was, like just a product of Matt not wanting to talk about it or the girls not wanting to talk about it or the show not wanting to talk about it. But it was just like a missed opportunity, I think, for like to show that the show really is like, you know, progressing on and like changing and all of that. You'd include some of those uncomfortable conversations as Emmanuel would call them. Yeah. And they didn't. And I think, and I feel like, right, like I, I definitely think that bringing... I think they did themselves a disservice of like bring Rachel Lindsay in. And cause you know, Rachel Lindsay probably would have been like, all right, so you got three girls left. You got a whole like episode about it. Yeah. You got two girls left. Have you talked to Rachel about how she's going to handle rate? Like how that, you know, how you move in spaces, you know, being in a interracial like relationship and especially because she's in one. And I just feel like that is like, that is just yeah how do you not but I I mean I like I said I appreciate the fact that you know he I do love the fact when Emmanuel asked him if they were still together he was like nah oh yeah (laughs) no but like good on you to be like I cannot be with somebody who doesn't understand me and doesn't Mm -hmm. understand my the pain and what it's like to to move throughout this world yeah it's never gonna get easy it's never gonna get easy the conversations are always gonna happen like and you have to be prepared for that like do you think that if like my mat like there's no way like you like you have to have these conversations and you have to you like if that's the life that you are committed to then you're committed you love him so much and you got the love of your life like she was saying that's stuff that you not only should you like she's never going to fully understand but she should at least want to try to understand and you know uh be a little bit more probably like proactive about understanding right well and how he was like oh what are you doing and she was like I 
you know, I could sit here and tell you I'm reading the books and listening to a podcast, but like, I want to have action. I'm like, but you ain't doing shit. Well, right. Like you're not doing anything. And I mean, I appreciated that you didn't lie and try to like, say you were working with someone all a stassi. Oh my gosh. Completely butcher whatever you were talking about. Stephanie, that ran through my head. I was like, if one more white person says I have a cultural whatever coach or I have a race relations coach or whatever the hell they that's what Chris Harrison did yes and I was like I will punch them all in the face right so I was expecting her to do that so like okay I don't did was it a great look that she's really kind of did hasn't done shit no but at least she wasn't lying like (laughs) the other people have been like let's be serious right I wanted hey can we get a check-in on Stassi where you at with your uh classes Right. So this is the Nader classes now. She's going on Patreon. So all of her followers will pay for her bull. Um, But yeah, I, it was just, I thought it was such a good after the final rose. I do think that he, um, Emmanuel watched other ones because there were some very like Chris Harrison things that he said or did like just phrases that I'm sure that they like you know like made him do but I thought he was really great and I love that they brought him in and then I I I don't like the Katie girl but I am I am happy about Michelle because I do right Michelle yeah yeah I do like her I like her too I think she'll be good Uh, I so I had forgotten what Whitney told us so our friend texted us the other day oh yeah about what reality Steve had like revealed that basically there were going to be two bachelorettes and the reason was is because they originally asked Michelle but she said no because she didn't want to stop teaching she's a teacher and she was not willing to give up teaching in order to film so they decided to do two bachelorettes and so Katie's going to film first and then um, Michelle's gonna film after like in the summer when she's not teaching so I'd forgotten that and so then when Emmanuel was like let's meet both the ladies in the running and I'm like this is fucked up <laughs> oh because you thought they were gonna do like I forgot I totally forgot I already knew what was who the bachelorette was and that it was both of them and I'm sitting there and I'm watching it and I'm like Emmanuel, I cannot believe you were going to do this to one of these women on TV and basically like tell them they're not the bachelorette. And the runner up is. Right. And then when they're like, okay, so who's the bad? And then literally right in the minute when he was like, okay, ladies, which one is it? And then I was like, it's both. Uh, I already knew it. We are. We are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not super excited about Katie. I do like Michelle. Yeah. I, I, Again, like, I feel like it's, like, it's one of those things where it's, like, when I like the people, like, actually like the people for the people they are, their seasons end up boring. Right. Because they're Because I like who they are. Like, I liked Matt as a person, but his season was only kind of, like, exciting with the crazy girls. Not, like, sorry, I shouldn't call them crazy girls. That's, like, frowned upon. With the girls that brought the drama. I don't know if I can say that either. Whatever. That's what made it like interesting in the beginning, and then it kind of like tapered off. But so I don't know. But I'm I mean, I'm excited for Tasha and Caitlin to co-host. Yes, that's right. I forgot about that. Chris is out for the Bachelorette. 
Right. Now, we don't know if that's for good or just the next season or what, but the- I doubt it'll be for good. I mean, I, I, I doubt it as well, but I, I am glad because I did think they'd bring him back for The Bachelorette. So I was actually, yeah. what I read is that they were planning to bring him back for The Bachelorette, but his yeah. apology on yeah. GMA was so bad that they realized that they couldn't and they needed more space. And that's when they decided to bring in- um, Tasha and Kristen. Chris, I think yeah. it's good. I think it'll be, I, I, it'll just be different. I think it's good to like switch it up sometimes. And I know people are like so scared of doing that, but it's like, you know, maybe we don't have to see his face all the time. And also, it's all like, you say to moms know that you're going to still fucking watch The Bachelor and drink your red wine. Yes. I mean, on Monday nights with or without Chris Harrison. Like, protests, like get out of here. So watch it. Right. So, <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, and now I'm, yeah. So they have to do the bash. I, I just want to get to paradise, though. Really, no. So they won't get to paradise until they have to do the Bachelorette, right? So when? Yeah, but so like, I don't know if they're gonna film both Bachelorette seasons and then Paradise. What? That's so long. I don't know, but I don't know. I don't know if that's what they're gonna do or if they're gonna film because they would need another. Oh no, they normally would do. But they've also had Tasha's season. So they have Tasha's Bachelorette people. Then they they have Matt's people. And then they'll have, and I'm sure they'll bring back like other. Well, they have Peter's, Peter's girls, right? Shit. They didn't go to paradise. They didn't go to paradise. So they have four seasons to choose from. Come on. They should have a paradise this summer. Oh, I think their plan is to have one. Oh, I don't know if they're going to do two bachelorette seasons and then a paradise or what I think they could do is they might do one bachelorette, then paradise, then the other bachelorette and air that second bachelorette in the fall when they don't normally have bachelor. Yeah. Because they normally take a break because paradise normally airs August, September, and then they don't air until January. So my thought is that they're going to then they're going to just fill the calendar year. Might as well, right? Like, just, yeah. Why not? Let's just people are gonna watch it. Yeah, I'm down for that. Yeah. So, anyway. Anyway, it was good. Another season, another drama. <laughs> I want to know what's next for Emmanuel because he was such a he. He's such a good host. Yeah. Oh, I mean, he's gonna host something. Somebody's I know. Gonna him, somebody's gonna give him that YouTube. Like, somebody's gonna give him that show. Yeah. Somebody is going to. I don't know who it is, but mm, maybe it will be in the ABC umbrella. Or Netflix, maybe. Maybe. Netflix deal. Maybe. Maybe. Um I don't have any other did you have any I don't have any other stories. So those are my main big dogs. Um I, uh, the other ones, other things I have are all like really small. So I kind of nixed them off. Okay. Oh, you nixed them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can talk about them next week if they're still relevant. Have um, you, have you been watching Below Deck Sailing? So I watched the first episode and like half of the second and I'm just like underwhelmed. Oh, see, I love it. I think it's the best cast they've had in years. For any below deck. Do I need to get, does it need to get better? I don't know. I just think, I don't know. I, they like to party. 
I oh okay wait so I don't think I got to when they've partied yet so maybe I've only watched the first so I think what's going to be interesting about this season is because they're filming during COVID they can't leave the boat so in between charters they don't go out to dinner they just party on the boat oh okay I was wild i was wondering why they were partying on the boat okay this makes sense now yeah they get <laughs> wild and they showed the preview for next week and they like are getting equally wild oh no okay. oh i just it's entertaining from that because like i feel like the last season of below deck was kind of boring with like everything and then they weren't really partying that much so terrible and like um i like the new chief stew Yes, I do like her. The chef. The chef. The chef cracks me up because every time they show her, she's literally sitting in the in the crew mess, just staring at her phone. Like they hardly ever show her cooking. I know. I noticed that too. I like her, but then I'm like, girl. Yeah, I I think she's good. I um she just it it's funny. But yeah, so I so far I'm liking it. I mean, it might just be because last season of below deck was not that great yeah and a little bit of a more of a try because i watched the first i think i watched the first the first episode i wasn't big on it was the second and the second kind of ramped up and then this last one was entertaining yeah i think i don't think i finished the second because i think i started watching and then i had to do something so yeah yeah i need i need to finish it i just think i think there's gonna be a lot of drama because um the head guy on the deck is a flirt. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, flirt. <laughs> and he's... Capital F. Oh, capital whole word. <laughs> capital whole word. Yeah. So, anyway, I just wanted to check in and see if you've been watching, because I watched it, like, right before we yeah. recorded, and I was like, oh, this is entertaining. Yeah, I also just um, recorded Oversurge by Lisa Vanderpump. Oh, I have to record that. I totally forgot. It's first Thursday, and I didn't want to forget it. Oh, good, good. I'll set it to DVR that. And then there's, like, a bunch of things I need to go through in DVR. Yeah, I need to not forget. Um, okay. Well, on that note, I think it's time to wrap it up. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to remind everybody to like and subscribe and tell your friends, share our podcast, please. Um, And also don't forget that we have merch available online. Just uh, visit our website and buy some merch, guys. Help us celebrate that we've been podcasting for four years. Uh, Yeah. The best way to celebrate is to buy merch. Right. love that and um we will see you next week for more shams and more gossip bye bye